الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فأعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر صدق الله العظيم most respected students of deen mothers and sisters over the weeks that have passed we have been discussing the various aspects to bear in mind at this time of the year the so called holiday time and what to be alert about what to be careful about some of these things we have discussed the surah of the quran sharif that was recited is a surah that every person perhaps listening to this is half is of we all know the surah very well the shortest surah and we have heard the discussion about the surah on many occasions as well but its relevance is for every day of our lives and it is something that we have to bear in mind all the time many people pious people in the past would meet and when they would depart they would recite the surah to one another as a kind of lesson as a kind of advice that there is a very very deep lesson in this and that's the lesson that we need to be conscious about in the surah allah taala speaks about time allah taala takes an oath wal asr allah taala doesn't need to take an oath because there is nobody more truthful than allah taala but why does allah taala take an oath in many many places in the quran sharif so among the reasons one of it is to show the importance of something that in the sight of allah taala this is an extremely important thing it's an extremely crucial thing it's something to be very conscious about not to take it for granted not to take it lightly so that is the message in taking a qasam and taking an oath upon various things in the quran sharif allah taala takes an oath So here the oath is upon time wal asr and obviously there is nothing that is more valuable by this insan as the minutes and moments tick by than time this time is his capital and how he uses this time will determine whether at the end of the day he makes a profit or a loss a person has got a business so many times as the month is now getting closer to finishing sometimes a person is in real ghabrat as they say allah taala forbid but many times this is something which becomes a situation that the person now who is running a business he is in a real state of anxiety and worry because now the month is about to finish off 
and he hasn't made enough sales, he hasn't sold enough to be able to even cover his expenses. So the expenses for the month are, for example, 20,000 rands, for example, and he hasn't even made sales of 20,000 rand yet. So now, when he will sell for 50,000, he might still just break even, because the profit may be one third that he's making, 30% markup. So now he must sell for 60,000 to cover up that 20,000 to break even. Now he is seeing he hasn't even made sales of 20,000. Oh, he made sales of 50,000, 60,000, he made sales of 100,000. Now at the end of the month when the time has come to pay the bills, he is suddenly seeing that half that money got stolen. Or some other loss has taken place. So he's in a real tension mode. He's extremely worried. Why? Because the time has ticked away and he didn't manage to make enough profit in that time. He spent the time doing the work, not doing the work, idling away somewhere and having a holiday while the minutes and moments were ticking by. Now the time has come to pay the bills. He doesn't have the money. So just as that businessman will be extremely worried when the moments are ticking by, likewise this life of ours, this time is our capital. This is our business. In the Quran Sharif also Allah Ta'ala gives us the same example. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu hal adullukum ala tijaratin tunjikum min azabin alim. That oh you who believe should I show you a business. Allah Ta'ala has created insan and Allah Ta'ala knows the nature of this insan. He is very fond of business to make a profit. So Allah Ta'ala is saying should I show you a business tunjikum min azabin alim, which will enable you to get saved from a very painful punishment. And then further Allah Ta'ala then gives the detail of it, that you bring Iman in Allah Ta'ala and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and you strive in the path of Allah Ta'ala with your life, with your wealth and this is the best thing if you really knew. So this is the aspect of time, that time is what will determine how much you have earned over there we are running at a loss. If we use the time correctly, we earn the profit in the time, we'll be very happy. We wasted the time, we misused it, the day will come when Allah forbid, we'll have to cry over it. So, now comes the so-called holiday time. I keep saying so-called, because it is not the holiday that the rest of the dunya understands. The rest of the dunya, when it's holiday, then there's a total breakdown of all rules, system, discipline, and a person must now behave like an animal. You'll see now that first of, 31st of December will come, 1st of January. So now, they start behaving like January, because January, January. So now the New Year's Eve, because now the new year has come. So they must start off the new year with every evil that they can think about. Can we imagine what kind of new year that may be? That they so-called new year, all the wrongs and evils they didn't do for the whole year, that night and that day will pass in all those wrongs. And the manner of 
welcoming the new year is to cause taklif to others. Now we'll be making a huge din, commotion. People will be causing loss to others, damage to others. So many incidents from high-rise buildings, people start throwing, throwing things down. Why? Because it's they're celebrating. This is the kind of celebration people who have no idea of what is celebration all about, well, they don't have any iman. So what can you ask and talk about the aspect of how to celebrate? Somebody is devoid of iman. What else can you expect? But the tragedy is that those who have iman, when they start also following in the same footsteps, when they start also looking in the same direction, they also want to be at the beachfront, in the middle of all the crowds, and all the evil and nudity and whatever else, they also want to be in the places where all the kinds of fitna is taking place. That is the real tragedy. We are currently, currently in a state of drought. Many places people are really suffering. One person I was talking to yesterday, he was driving through the free state, there were several places, at garages he stopped, there's no water. There's not even water to wash the windscreen, not even water to drink, not even water to be able to make wudu. Drove to another place, there was some water, but they say it's not suitable for drinking. It was in a tank, it's not suitable for drinking, <coughs> you can just maybe use it for washing or something, that's fine. There was no water, no drinking water. And this was a long journey and water was out. In some places there wasn't even water available to be bought. Now can we imagine that a person has a thousand rands, he's got ten thousand rands, he's got hundred thousand rands, he's got his gold card and this card and that card and he's thirsty, he's stopped somewhere, he's got all the money to buy. He can swipe every card that he's got and each one is filled up with million rands. But the person on the other side of the counter is telling him simply that there is no water. Now he's thirsty, he wants to drink something, he wants water, but there is no water available. Now what is his money going to be worth then? His money is there, but it cannot buy a drop of water because there is no water available. And in the light of this, can we imagine what a serious ingratitude of Allah Ta'ala's na'mat it is when we use water without any care. We just let the tap run. person is making wudu and that wudu, the tap is running at a speed and sometimes in between we're talking and for that one wudu, sometimes a person has used 10 liters of water. Allah knows best how much water has gone. So what a terrible wastage of the water this is, what a great crime in the court of Allah Ta'ala. In the hadith, Nabi Wasallam, on one occasion, one person was making wudu and Nabi Wasallam told him that look, don't waste water. So he asked, is there wastage even in wudu? In other words, wudu is an ibadat, uh, maybe the more water you use, the better. So he thought in that manner. So he asked Nabi Wasallam that is there wastage even in wudu? Nabi Wasallam said, yes, even if that wudu is being made at the bank of a river, meaning with the water of the river. So the water of the river was taken, 
and the wuzu is being made at the bank of the river. So there's a whole river flowing to Sarawud. And that water, as he washes his limbs, is all going to fall and flow back into that river. So it is as if he didn't even use anything away. Some few drops will get dried off from his hands and face, etc. Nabi Islam says that even a person making wudu at the bank of a river, and he is using more water than is necessary, then that wudu is devoid of barakat. And will not earn the love and pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And that wudu is also a means of wastage now. In the Hadith Sharif it comes that Nabi Islam is to make wudu with one sa' of water, which according to the Hanafi Mazhab is approximately 1.3 liters of water. So 1.3, just over 1 liter of water was sufficient for a full wudu, complete in the sunnah manner, washing each limb three times properly and complete sunnah wudu, three times properly washing everything, one liter, just over one liter of water was sufficient. And ghusl was in about just over five liters of water. Just over five liters, under six liters. Now we use more water for one wudu than what Nabi Islam used for ghusl. That is why sometimes when people are making wudu in a wudu khana, some others comment, she must go and bath at home. So that's like more in a joking way they tell the person, but in a way that is a message they give him. They go and bath at home, meaning that you are making wudu here in such a way, somebody else can take a bath with the amount of water you are using. So this is something extremely important that we don't waste. And when we get into wastage, then this brings down the wrath of Allah Ta'ala. This brings down the adab. So this is extremely important that we don't waste. We should be making dua. We may perhaps not be directly affected by the drought in the sense that we can still see water coming out from our taps. But the drought is affecting us as well and affecting everybody. When the price of things will now go rocket sky high because now the drought has affected crops, has affected animals, has affected so many things, then we will realize that yes, this has made a dramatic impact on our lives. But whether there is a drought, whether there is no drought, there is abundant rain, to waste is a major crime. Allah Ta'ala dislikes those who waste. Inna Allah la yuhibbul musrifeen. Allah, does not, Allah Ta'ala does not like those who make israf in anything. Whether that israf is in water, whether that israf is in electricity, a light is left on unnecessarily. A fan is left on without need. Now all this is israf. And we have to be very, very careful. Whether it is in our own homes. Some people feel that, well, I have used more water than necessary or more electricity than necessary. This is my own. I'm paying for it. So there was a great alim who passed away not long ago, Qari Amir Hassan Sahib, rahmatullahi he passed away at the age of 80 plus and he taught Quran Sharif in Hardoi for almost 60 years or more than 60 years. And a person whose whole life was dedicated, a very senior Khalifa was the Shaykh al-Hadith Maha Zakariya Sahib So when he came to South Africa on many occasions during the talks that he addressed, especially the women folk and in, even in the masjids also, 
wherever he gave a bayan, many times he would discuss this. And he would say that many people think that I am paying for it, so if I waste it, it's my business. It's my house, my water that I am paying for. I wasted the water, nobody should have any objection to it. So he used to explain thereafter that this is actually a double sin. One is, for example, a person, there was something that came for free, and he wasted it, that is one sin. That it came for free, but it was a ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala, it's something to be appreciated, and he wasted it, he wasted a ni'mat of Allah Ta'ala, this is one sin. And here, he wasted the water, that's one sin, then he's wasting the money to pay for the wasted water, that's the second sin. Wasted the electricity, that's one sin, and then wasting the money that Allah Ta'ala gave, this is Allah Ta'ala's gift, it's not our own. So now he's wasting the money to pay for the electricity that was wasted. That is the second sin. So there's two sins involved here. So once people go into this uh, pacifying themselves, that well this is something I'm paying for, so therefore it's not a problem. No, that's a bigger problem now. That's a double sin. Wasting two things. And all this is a na'mat and the gift of Allah Ta'ala. We should never ever think that we are very comfortable, very secure, so we got nothing to worry about. Allah Ta'ala save us, Allah Ta'ala protect us. Many places things flipped overnight. Things changed overnight. And many times the background to this is wasting the na'mats of Allah Ta'ala. Disregarding the na'mats of Allah Ta'ala. Involving oneself in haram and in sin. We once mentioned the incident of Hazrat Mawla Abul Hasan Ali Nadwi when he went and visited Burma. This is a personality who anybody studying Arabic would definitely become familiar with him because they study his kitab Qasasun Nabiyyin. And besides that, he wrote many, many books, very great alim, senior alim of India and well known throughout the Indo-Pak subcontinent also, throughout the Arab lands as well. Very highly respected. When he passed away, according to the Hanbali Mazhab, Shafi'i Mazhab, they can make Salatul Janazah for somebody that has passed away far away. So they made Salatul Janazah for him in both the Haram Sharifs, in Makkah Sharif and Madinah Sharif. So can you imagine the caliber of the person? So when he went to visit Burma, this was in 1962, he went to visit Burma, Burma which is presently known as, Burma those days was known as Rangoon. So any case he went there, and that time the Muslims were living in a very, very comfortable condition. They were in the lap of luxury, very wealthy. But at the same time, unfortunately, they had fallen for all this wastage. When money is in abundance, people don't know what to do with it. And then they get caught up in all kinds of things. Then, for example, if there's a wedding, then that money will flow like water. And all kinds of frills and fancies, and everything that can be brought in, flower arrangements costing 10,000, 20,000, 30,000. When I ask somebody, 30,000, is nothing. 100,000. Inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. Now this is sheer wastage. And besides that, all the other deco and whatever else goes with it, and having an extravagant wedding, all this just to make a name. So, 
these are the things that start off when there's abundant wealth and a person doesn't have the consciousness of Allah Ta'ala, doesn't keep in mind and bear in mind that I will be answerable for how I use this wealth also. So, now people start wasting their money in weddings. People waste it in all kinds of things. Now, fitness. A person needs to be fit. How going to be fit? I have to go to the gym. If there was no money, the person didn't stay fit. When there was no money, the person couldn't keep healthy. No, everybody could keep healthy. All these years, when there wasn't abundant wealth, in our community, it was almost unheard of of a person joining a gym. One odd person somewhere, nobody even knew about. Now, it's a fashion. If a person is not in a gym, then you're backward. So now because there's abundant wealth, so now we are gymming. But what goes on in the gym, the kind of haram that takes place there, and all the kinds of evils, this becomes a center of the evils, but no, we've got to be there. Why? Shaitan has now blinded us. So now the person is attending the gym because of the abundance of money. And all the evils that take place there, this is something which is an added issue, a very major issue. So the money is being wasted, and that money is being wasted to buy sin, in various ways. And this is all just now a cosmetic thing. This gym thing is a cosmetic thing. It's hardly much to do with health. Many males also attend gym for what? Very few is purely for fitness to stay healthy and fit. More is cosmetic. And now you have to make yourself look very, very smart and very like a bodybuilder now. So everybody now will... And then now the clothing also has to now take that shape. Before the person was wearing some loose shirts, now he has to wear body-hugging shirts. Why? Because he must show out the muscles. He must show out that, no, I am a very strong man. And unfortunately, the same goes with females then. So what is all this about? It's all about wastage because now we have abundant wealth and don't know what to do with it. But in our neighborhood, there are people starving. In our neighborhood, there are people who are going to bed without food to eat. In our neighborhood, there are people whose lights have been cut off, water has been cut off because they didn't have enough money to pay the bills. Because they're living hand to mouth. Every other day, there's somebody of that nature that comes up we get to know one minor fraction of them. There are thousands out there. But we have money to waste in haram things. Now can we imagine if we had just spent that little bit to help somebody in the dire circumstances, to help somebody who is in a real desperate situation, somebody doesn't have food to eat, we bought them something, what du'as will come from them, from the depth of their heart, and how much we will earn the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. We will make our akhirat with that. But when the money is wasted, we have done a great disservice to those who are in severe circumstances and we have also now created a problem for us on the day of Qiyamah. So this was a point that we digressed on, that wastage. Where we started off from was actually drought. That drought, among the reasons that these droughts come and other calamities come, is the aspect of Involving oneself in haram, in sin. When sin becomes dominant, then the calamities and hardships befall. Allah Ta'ala protect us and save us. 
when sin in one hadith Nabi Islam says that a person is deprived of rizq due to the sins that he commits. And yet, alhamdulillah, you find that many people, now this is not something that's a rule, that anybody whose business is suffering, that he's doing something wrong, for some, that is the reason, and for some, it's a test from Allah Ta'ala's side, to elevate the person's position and status. But just on the other side of it, just as a lesson, despite the very severe economic situation, many people, alhamdulillah, you see this person is, very conscious of deen, trying his best to stay away from everything haram, running his business according to the sunnah of Rasulullah wasallam, not getting involved in any haram transactions, not cheating anybody, paying his dues on time, not making his creditors wait, etc., etc. So now, despite the difficult conditions at the moment, some people of this nature still come and say, Alhamdulillah, Allah's fazl, everything is going fine, we haven't seen any drop in business. Everything is going okay. So everybody else around them also is complaining. They themselves are amazed that around them also everybody is complaining. And they don't find any difference. So now they are in the midst of many, many businesses. They are not on some, in some other area. All the businesses around are complaining. But this one person is very happy. His business is still thriving. Why? This is barakat from Allah Ta'ala's side. This is barakat from Allah Ta'ala's side. And this barakat comes with obedience to Allah Ta'ala. This barakat comes when a person has a heart that is truly a heart wishing well for everybody. He's not trying to do anybody down. He's trying to assist everyone. Trying to help everyone. Just two days ago, somebody told me of one business person. Now this time of the year, the December month comes. So, one thing that has become very big is what they call club orders. Now, many people living in some rural communities elsewhere, so they come throughout the year and they save up some money with the business that they want to come and buy from at the end of the year. So, every month, now there will be 20 people, 50 people in a group, and they all will put this money together and they'll come and deposit it with some business person. Now there is one businessman somewhere, which I am not taking the name of, who I know well, well know of at least, not know very well, but I know the person. And these people were coming throughout the year and depositing the monies there. And he had a complete record. They, he gives them a copy of the record. Each month they come, this is the money that you have brought in. This is the money that now is the total amount that is owing to you. Now, this is the time of the year when many, many businesses are competing to get the maximum number of clubs. They call them clubs. These groups to come and buy from them because now each group now is 25 people, 30 people, 50 people and they've been saving for the whole year. So now the amounts are big. Some have saved up 200,000, somebody 300,000. Now the whole group is buying together. 50 people, 100 people, some 50,000. So this is a very big thing. Now everybody is competing to try and get the maximum number of groups. So this person now, the whole year, several groups, many groups have been coming and depositing the monies with him. Now that money has added up to quite a bit. Now came this November, so now they came to start now talking that next month we are going to come, we are going to start wanting to buy, this is our lists, the whole list, they buy big quantities. 
So this businessman told him, and this was his policy from last year, from previous years that he's been doing this, the whole year that he collects their money for them, looks after it, administrates everything. Now when the time comes for the end of the year, he, when they come to talk about now, we need to buy, he tells them, look, do this first. You go and shop around. There are other shops in the area. You go and shop around. After you go and shop around, go see the prices everywhere. If you feel that you are going to save more by going to buy from another shop, you are welcome to come and take your money and go and buy from there. So don't just come to a decision. Now you first go and look around. And if you are happier to buy certain items from elsewhere also, you're welcome. The money that you saved here is yours. And you you're entitled to take it without any being asked any questions. All you do is you say you want it, it will be given to you. So these people, over the past years, this has been his open policy. He does the work for them every year of looking after their money. And each person is coming, big, big groups, and they're depositing the money with him to keep the records of it and all the other things that go along with it. Now come end of the year, this is the time to reap it. That now your money is with me, you go to buy from me. So now he'll make a profit out of them. But he is being directly open with them and this is the well-wishing for them. That look, you can go and buy from anywhere. And the money that I am holding to is yours. You come, you take it, you can go buy from anywhere. So what has happened now is that due to his well-wishing, over time that amount that he was selling or the number, the amount of business he was making out of clubs, this has grown like about 20 times. If in the first year he did a certain amount of business, over 4-5 years it has grown by more than 20 times. Now if, just for example, if the first year he did like say about half a million, now that is 20 times more. So 10 million is gone to. But Allah Ta'ala gives this barakat from where? It, he gives this barakat to those who turn to him and those who treat his servants according to how Allah Ta'ala is pleased. Now this person has got this well-wishing that these people, poor people, they're putting their money together. I mustn't just fleece them. I mustn't just make a killing out of them. I must see what is in their best interest. So if buying out of my shop is in their best interest, well and good. But if supposing buying elsewhere is in their best interest, I must help them in that. Now he's got that heart. He's running his own business, but he's got that heart of saying that if these people, poor people who have worked so hard the whole year, they've saved up their money, if it is in their best interest to buy from somewhere else, then I should be happy for them. Now Allah Ta'ala is giving him that barakat. They are more than content. They say, no, it doesn't matter. We want to buy from here. We're not going anywhere to shop for anything. Now, why did this come in their hearts? Allah Ta'ala put it in their hearts. And why Allah Ta'ala put it in their hearts? The barakat of how this person is dealing with them. So he's dealing with them. Allah Ta'ala is pleased with the way he's dealing. So Allah Ta'ala is putting it in their hearts that no, you buy from his shop. Now this is just one example of how this well-wishing brings back the good. But the other side of it is, now this well-wishing is a good deed. So good deeds bring about good conditions, bring about good results, bring about good feelings in a person's heart. And the opposite, sins, this brings about difficult conditions. It brings about calamities. It brings about the azab of Allah Ta'ala. Droughts, earthquakes, and so many other things. So what we are required to do is to become very conscious.
and to turn to Allah Ta'ala in all sincerity, to make sincere tawbah, and to stop wasting, stop wasting everything, whether in the madrasa, whether at home, be very, very conscious, sometimes just to wash, not the hands also, just to wash the tips of the fingers, somebody was eating, they ate something, maybe one, two things, somebody offered them something, so they ate one, two things, so they merely held it with the tip of their finger, so the tip of the finger has been soiled, little bit, now to wash the tip of the finger, the person will use half a liter of water, now the tap will just be open full, then the hand will be put in, and then the person will keep playing with his fingers there, and after half a minute will take it out, in that time, Half liter, one liter water went away. Just to wash the tips of the finger. Now can we imagine, there have been so many places not far off from us. Stanga is not far off from us. Up to now, or for maybe perhaps the water has now been restored. But for three weeks in a row, three weeks in a row, many households living in the little bit of the high, higher areas, little bit hilly areas, for three weeks in a row, there wasn't one drop of water that came out of the tap. Three full weeks, not one drop of water came out of the tap. Now you got some water saved in some container, how long that's going to last? Now you don't even have drinking water. Now you're buying drinking water. But now that is becoming expensive. And how much? So Now they were living totally dependent on others who had boreholes or whatever to come out of their good-heartedness and come and deliver water to these households for them to be able to use. But now, how much of water are they going to deliver? So one house, they'll give 20 liters, 50 liters. How much more? Now that 50 liters, you have to pull the whole day till the next day. Alhamdulillah, some people were doing this. They were going every evening and dishing out water to people. But now each household, there's so many houses. How much are they going to give? So they'll give 50 liters. 100 liters at the most to some household. Now in that 100 liters, you could wash your, do your cooking, your drinking, wash your dishes, wash your clothes. Now can you imagine how much of water? Now that person who has to wash just the tips of his fingertips, just his fingertips, how much water he'll use? He might not even use 5 mils of water. He'll Think very carefully. How much water he'll use for one wudu? One liter will be more than sufficient. And what kind of bath that person will take? How much of water? So now let us think about that. And let us be conscious that we do not waste the ni'mats of Allah Ta'ala. We should be making dua sincerely, dua for the entire ummah, dua for all the people afflicted by the drought. Turn to Allah Ta'ala in sincere repentance, make istighfar, and beg Allah Ta'ala to shower down the rains of Rahmat. But together with that, the extremely important thing is not getting involved in any wastage. Daily we should be making dua, but don't waste. Look after the ni'mats and the bounties of Allah Ta'ala. And this, we started off talking somewhere and finished off somewhere else. This aspect of time we are talking about and this holiday time that is coming, we have to make this valuable time. We will have our time for some relaxation, We'll have our time for taking a break. But we have to make this time. This is our business. We have to use it in a way that will earn the akhirat for us. We have spoken about some things last week. Visiting the sick, the elderly in our families. Obviously not 
going to a place where we're going to become involved in any kind of fitna or be in some kind of danger in terms of our iman. But visiting the sickly people, the elderly people, spending some time with them, helping them, bringing some cheer to them, some aunt, some elderly relative, this is what's going to really earn us the akhirat. This is what's going to make this time valuable. This is one example out of many things. Obviously, there's time for ibadat, there's time for everything else, there's time for even some lightheartedness, there's time for relaxation, but we stay well within the limits of shariat and deen. We don't bring loss to ourselves. If we cannot bring big profits, at least we don't bring a loss. And how we will stay away from that loss? By not getting involved in anything haram. Allah Ta'ala give us the tawfiq and protect us and save us. وآخر دعوانا عن الحمد لله رب العالمين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لا نحصي ثناء عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله ربنا ظلمنا أنفسنا وإن لم تغفر لنا وترحمنا لنكونن من الخاسرين اللهم إنا نسألك من خير ما سألك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين والحمد لله